Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline Sportsbook has you covered for Super Wild Card Weekend. Giants versus Vikings, Dolphins versus Bills, Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott versus Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow in an AFC North showdown. You can use our promo code Believe. 50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the link in the description to this episode. Bet online, where the game starts. You throw a fourth TD on a dime. You ain't got no fear of any Colts or Dolphins. Josh Allen gets Bills the wins. You want to play the Chiefs and to beat Andy Reid and his schemes, avenging your past mistakes and take the Bills to the big game. Three years, I thought you was phony. Got digs, then you flipped it on me. I was thinking you were Carson Wentz. You made your mark, became an MVP. Deep throws, always looking daunting. Tossed up to Davis and McKenzie. It's hard for teams to deny it. When Allen beats double safeties, you keep losing to Mahomes. Sitting on the bench, 13 to go. Overtime coin flips turned up wrong. Makes your season seem so marginal. And this year you'll find a way. Gonna get past Kansas City. Allen and the Bills are gonna be Super Bowl champs 2023. Oh, I wanna run the ball, don't wanna slide. I just wanna dive. Send me the call, and I'll throw the ball. I wanna run the ball, don't wanna slide. I'm just gonna dive. Send me the call, and I'll throw the ball. You throw a fourth TD on a dime. You ain't got no fear of any Colts or Dolphins. Josh Allen gets Bills the wins. You want to play the Chiefs and to beat Andy Reid and his schemes, avenging your past mistakes and take the Bills to the big game. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night, however and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network, except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. Welcome, 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 everybody. This is, uh, I guess, what I'm going to call Wired Up Episode 131 because 
Miami and Buffalo was an awesome football game, and I decided that Miami and Buffalo deserved its own post-game show. So here we are, 20 minutes, wrapping up Bills and Dolphins here on the show. Hope you're having a fantabulous day, however and whenever it is that you might be stopping in. So Buffalo pretty much had this game under wraps, and then they tried to galaxy brain themselves out of a victory. So for those going back to the beginning of the game, because I know there was a whole lot that happened in the in-between during this playoff game. If we go back to the first half and we're watching Buffalo jump out to a, what was it, a 10-0 lead, or a 14-0 lead, then a 17-0 lead early in the second quarter. When it's 17-0 in the second quarter, this game is going pretty much how Buffalo anticipates the game script going. You know, Buffalo is clearly the better team. Going into this game, the 13.5-point line was the largest in the history of Wild Card Weekend, which makes sense because we've only had seven versus two matchups for three years now, which means this was the sixth seven versus two matchup in history. And let's just say, like, the, the seven seeds have not put up much of a fight against the two seeds. If we're going back across history, it's... Mitch Trubisky against the Saints that won, I think they went 12 or 13 and 4 that year. It was the year they lost to Tom Brady in the divisional round. But it was Mitch Trubisky putting up zero points. It was the Colts who actually had a chance to beat Buffalo that year before they Rodrigo Blankenship missed a field goal and they got stuffed at the at the goal line and got zero points. And then Josh Allen threw a 50-yard fade down the sidelines to Gabe Davis, and by then it was over. So the Colts in 2020 with Phillip Rivers actually put up the best fight. Last year it was Eagles losing 30-0 to Tampa, and it was Pittsburgh getting outgained 350 to 40 yards against Kansas City. So, you know, seven seeds haven't put up much of a fight. But Buffalo was 13.5-point favorites, and the reason that was the case was Skylar Thompson. And once you get a 17-point lead, going up against Skylar Thompson, you kind of understand why that's the case. Because we said all season, Buffalo, when fully healthy, and obviously they don't have Fawn Miller, and obviously they haven't had their linebacking core together all season, and obviously we know what happened with DeMar Hamlin and um, injuries to Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. So like, we, we see Buffalo as a team that on paper is best in the league, and they have one of those special quarterbacks. And... The combination of all these factors end up going against them basically in like 10 minutes because Buffalo has a 17-0 lead with 12.50 to go in the second quarter. Then they go short field for Miami, turnover or interception, interception, the, the play right before the half that ends up getting them right uh, set up in, in good field positioning. Basically, with two punts and two turnovers, Buffalo gets Miami good field positioning for basically, what is it, four consecutive possessions? And four, possess- four possessions with good field positioning, Miami turns it into field goal, field goal, field goal, touchdown, Miami also added the two-point conversion in that moment. And that made me think about, like, because it happened in succession, it made me realize that's probably a moment where if Tua is playing for the Dolphins, potentially you add three to seven points to the Dolphins' scoreboard. Because remember, those possessions end with three, 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 and eight points. If just one of those threes turns into seven, then maybe they don't go for two on the next possession. But basically, it turns into... 
an extra three points because remember you add four and then you might subtract one on the two-point conversion but call it three points and then if two of those field goals turn into touchdowns then you're looking at an eight-point difference there so like Miami goes into halftime with a lead in that situation because remember Buffalo goes down and kicks a field goal and it's 20 to 17 at that point but basically in 10 minutes they swung the game pretty much like the 17 points that they had given up and then you follow it up with the first drive of the next half Josh Allen gets stripped the ball gets kicked backwards and the Dolphins recover in the end zone so now you've got a fluke play and all of a sudden all of the formulas for how you pull off a 14 point upset they're all coming true all at the same time and that's really wild to watch happen because you're looking at Miami in this situation getting up in that moment and yes they have the lead but they're also doing the plays to win even as Skylar Thompson is 12 for 34 100 yards two interceptions and those two interceptions are really bad he did have the one pass touchdown to Gasecki, but you're talking about a defensive touchdown that no one was expecting because again the Dolphins are terrible at stopping people they were 24th in defense in terms of yards and I think they were 22nd in terms of scoring this year I didn't look up the numbers after week 18 but that's what they were a couple weeks ago after the Packers game And so the Dolphins are in this situation where they can't stop anyone, and now they just not only got a stop, but just flipped it into 23 points. I mean, if you count the two turnovers, it was a touchdown and a field goal. So if you want to call it 17 there. But even off of the defensive stops that led to bad field positioning, football, what's interesting is like even a quarterback like Skylar Thompson can still move the ball from 20 to 20, like from their 20-yard line to the opponent's 20-yard line. Skylar Thompson can make that work. And so it's interesting to watch that play out where Skylar Thompson is going through these progressions and receivers are dropping passes and every like his his passer rating is like 30 at this point. And so as you're going through each of those moments, watching them climb back with 17 points from the defense basically closes the 13-point gap that I thought Buffalo was going to cover. I thought Buffalo was going to cover the 13-point gap, and we saw exactly why when they were playing their game at the start. It was like Dolphins punt, Buffalo touchdown. Dolphins punt, Buffalo touchdown. Dolphins punt, uh, Dolphins interception, Buffalo field goal. Like it was it, that, And that was the first third of the game. Remember, there's 10 minutes left in the second quarter when Miami first gets the ball back with good field positioning. It all happened so fast that it erased the 14-point gap that Buffalo had. Then you get to the second half, and it goes right back to, after the after the strip six, it goes back to Buffalo, slow, methodical drive, eight minutes, touchdown. Then they get the ball back, go right down the field, score a touchdown in two minutes. Buffalo's offense, totally unstoppable. Dolphins' defense, not very good. It's the reason why we love watching Buffalo so much. It's so much fun and such entertaining football. It's the same way Buffalo beat Miami the last time they were on the road. And so as I'm watching this play out and Buffalo gets back up by 10 points and they do Buffalo things, which again, they did, they did the right thing for two quarters, the first quarter and a third. And then for the 10 minutes in the third quarter, Buffalo did exactly the right thing to do. It was just somehow that small window of like 12 minutes that they gave back 
somewhere between 17 to 24 points. And by the way, it could have been more than 17 to 24 points if Tua is playing quarterback for Miami. So as I'm watching this and I see Buffalo make these plays, it's super duper interesting to watch because one, Buffalo's offense is fun, but two, the game has flipped on so many different accords. And then you get to Miami having the football. And I know I'm jumping forward a little bit here, but Tremaine Edmonds calling a top like Tremaine Edmonds making the stop on third down and having a timeout get called and then having that happen a second time when Miami goes for it on fourth and six on their own side of the field down three with six minutes to play which by the way like I'd be interested to see what the the, the numbers say was the right or wrong decision under that circumstance I just couldn't believe that we got a circumstance in which that happened and Buffalo's timeout ended up wiping it off the board it was just such an interesting moment to watch happen and so as I'm watching this play out my you know the meme where it's like brain big brain galaxy brain you know with the the guy who you know it's it says like one thing two things other thing Uh, that invoked a term of galaxy braining I'm explaining this to old people or maybe even young people maybe young people don't know what galaxy braining is but there's the meme of brain and then the guy with a bigger brain and then the brain zoomed all the way out um yeah the buffalo was galaxy braining themselves out of this game with josh allen fumbling not once but twice throwing two interceptions getting into a fight with christian wilkins that got him knocked to the floor and led to the funniest image i saw all weekend which was Dion dawkins holding a dolphins player's helmet walking away the the referee trying to take the helmet back from him and just being unable to do so no no dolphin player or referee could take the helmet away from Dion Dawkins and so as I'm watching that play out I'm laughing along with that and you know Josh Allen's trying to get into fights out of frustration and they're just doing like four galaxy brain plays I forgot Josh Allen had another fumble in the first quarter where he like fake throws tucks it in and lets the ball hit his knee so like call it three fumbles for Josh Allen only one of them got lost but that one turned into a touchdown for the Dolphins but three fumbles from Josh Allen two interceptions and the, the coaching staff or players calling timeout on two defensive stops. That's seven Galaxy Brain plays. And we already know that the first few flipped the score 17 to 24 points. Like, this is some ultimate Galaxy Brain shit going on for the Buffalo Bills right now that almost cost them the game and had Tua played probably does cost them the game because the whole season... like. The, the thing I used to not be able to understand was Buffalo being incapable of running the football. I couldn't understand how the team with such a prolific offense and such an incredible quarterback for the last two seasons and a strong offensive line just could not run the football. Whether it was Devin Singletary, whether it was Zach Moss, it just didn't matter. They just could not run the football. And then turn around this year they were actually pretty good at running the football they had the eighth ranked rushing offense in the NFL during this last season it was not a case of the offense is playing like the rushing game is non-existent the rushing game is actually pretty good and we're seeing it be effective against Miami whose strength is pass defense if you could call it a strength I mean Xavier Howard had a great interception finally after he had a 
regression of a season, but somehow still made the Pro Bowl. But the Bills were actually good at running the football this year, so I can't make the complaint of Buffalo doesn't know how to run. It's part of the reason why, despite losing Vaughn Miller and despite the, the losses on defense for Buffalo and the fact that like John Brown is still in the league, I couldn't believe John Brown is still around because Jamison Crowder has been hurt all season as their fill-in Cole Beasley. Then they went and got Cole Beasley, and then they went and got John Brown because they've been lacking that extra wide receiver help. Like despite all the injuries for Buffalo, they've still they're still maybe the best team in the AFC and in football because they've been good at running the football. Um, this time I couldn't comprehend how they were making so many galaxy brain mistakes because I thought we'd already worked those out already. I know Josh Allen had some dumb moments early in the season. I know his passer rating and his turnovers have been way up this season. I know they've been making those mistakes. It did In the playoffs last year, they, there weren't those mistakes. When they, when push came to shove and they played Kansas City this year, which is you know one of the Bills games I watched closest, they didn't make those mistakes. When they played Miami the second time in Buffalo back in December, they didn't make the galaxy brain mistakes. And even if they do in some of these games, it was only like one, two, three a game. It wasn't actually costing them on the final result. I couldn't believe that they were making seven galaxy brain plays like that over and over and over again. And I thought it was super, super interesting to watch that play out the way that it did. Because again, like the difference is what eight, I said earlier, if one of those field goal drives during the four possessions in a row in the second quarter, when the dolphins had good field positioning, if one of those field goal, field goal, field goal touchdown turns into touchdown field goal field goal and maybe they don't go for two-point conversion in that sense the game is still tied the strategy totally changes for when the Dolphins are in that last possession and they have fourth and one at midfield and with no timeouts Mike McDaniel takes a delay of game because they broke the huddle with three seconds left to play and it already burned all three of their timeouts because they had gotten out of the huddle with five seconds to go three other times in the first half like the whole strategy changes the same way that when the bills played the dolphins in week three the whole strategy changes if the bills don't have a missed extra point and a missed field goal early on in the game if they don't leave four to seven points on the board in the first half of that game they played in south florida buffalo doesn't have to go for that fourth down at the goal line they kick a field goal they, they run the clock down to three seconds bass kicks a field goal from 25 yards they win the game in miami buffalo wouldn't have to be playing a neutral site game against kansas city because they would have finished 14 and 2 on the season like if if that little result changes now it flips the other way the dolphins got so many good breaks on the galaxy brain plays that even though buffalo's offense was still able to march right down the field the dolphins still almost win that football game and that's really really interesting to think about given where we were in week three of last year given where we were in the fourth quarter of that game and given where we are at the end of the game because Dolphins clock management effed up at the end. The reason it effed up at the end is because of, well, the, them being bad at calling plays and getting out of the huddle, but also the circumstance required them to run those specific plays. When they take the final timeout, it's coming off of the Jalen Waddle completion out of bounds. And I believe it was the play right before, I think it was um, with 9.19 to go, they called the a second timeout. I don't remember the context for that play, but it was right before the Waddle touchdown. Or sorry, no, Waddle got stopped at the one. It was right before the Jeff Wilson touchdown. 
to make it 34-31. Literally the play before or the play after they score that touchdown, when they get the ball back on that final drive where they end up up going for it on fourth and six, and then Buffalo ends up bailing them out, and then they punt. On the second down play of that drive, the Dolphins kick. Uh, the Dolphins call that second timeout, and then on the final drive after that, they have to call another timeout with five minutes left to play. And the mess-ups there were all based on context. Because, again, if the Jeff Wilson touchdown ties the game instead of putting them down three, they don't need to take that timeout in that circumstance with uh, fourth and inches to go. They don't need to take that, or they don't need to take that timeout prior to the fourth and one. They don't need to take the timeout earlier on the drive in order to then save that timeout for the fourth and one play in a tie game with two minutes to play. Like it's so interesting to think about how the dynamics of the game change based on those one to two moments. So just like it was back in week three, you have the flip side of that in this game to end the Miami Dolphins season. And Miami Dolphins fans, if you're listening to this podcast, I think that we should play the T-Pain fight song here at the end to celebrate the Miami Dolphins. Because remember, this fight song was made in 2007, which is now 16 years ago. And the Miami Dolphins have not won a playoff game in the time since that T-Pain fight song was made. It's been 22 years. If Tua had been healthy, you might have been the team in Jacksonville that's not blowing a 27-point lead like the Chargers. So to you, Miami Dolphins fans, I will say congratulations on your incredible season. Because this is the closest you've been in the history of the T-Pain fight song, which is how we measure time in Dolphins years. In the 16 years since this song came out, you have... Never been closer to winning a playoff game. And to the, and you did it with Skylar Thompson and seven great plays by uh, great plays by your defense or galaxy brain dumb plays by Buffalo. You were so close to pulling off the impossible. And to that, we celebrate you at the end of this show, Miami Dolphins. Thanks for stopping in, everybody. We're going to have more post-game show coverage coming up on NFL Monday. That podcast might be available uh, by the time you're listening to this. It's the episode above this. If you keep listening, you can hear me laugh at the Chargers, my hometown San Diego Chargers, blowing a 27-point lead against the Jacksonville Jaguars back on Saturday. Enjoy your NFL playoff month, and as always... Take it easy, and congratulations to you Buffalo Bills. Even though you almost galaxy-brained yourself out of a playoff victory, you still live to see another day.
You throw a fourth TD on a dime. You ain't got no fear of any Colts or Dolphins. Josh Allen gets Bills the wins. You want to play the Chiefs and to beat Andy Reid and his schemes, avenging your past mistakes and take the Bills to the big game. Three years, I thought you was phony. Got digs, then you flipped it on me. I was thinking you were Carson Wentz. You made your mark, became an MVP. Deep throws, always looking daunting. Tossed up to Davis and McKenzie. It's hard for teams to deny it. When Allen beats double safety, you keep losing to Mahomes. Sitting on the bench, 13 to go. Overtime coin flips turned up wrong. Makes your season seem so marginal. And this year you'll find a way. Gonna get past Kansas City. Allen and the Bills are gonna be Super Bowl champs 2023. Oh, I wanna run the ball, don't wanna slide, I just wanna dive. Send me the call, and I'll throw the ball. I wanna run the ball, don't wanna slide, I'm just gonna dive. Send me the call, and I'll throw the ball. You throw a fourth TD. On a dime, you ain't got no fear of any Colts or Dolphins. Josh Allen gets Bills the wins. You want to play the Chiefs and to beat Andy Reid and his schemes, avenging your past mistakes and take the Bills to the big game.